is the Profit Roadmap. I'm Bear Duplessis alongside Coey Owen. Once again, we really appreciate you guys checking us out. Now, one of the things we talked about is we're bringing in all sorts of people to kind of give you a glimpse at Service Autopilot, the service industry, different aspects of what we do and what you guys can do to improve your business and most important profits. Today, we have Chris Volpe, our training department manager. Chris Volpe studied at Texas Christian University's business school, the M.J. Neely School of Business. Go Frogs! And got a degree in business information systems and supply and value chain management. From there, he worked at a health as a healthcare consultant, acting as a liaison between hospital finance departments and government, both state and federal. Holy moly. After doing that for about five years, he felt an entrepreneurial itch, just like most of you out there, and went out on his own and opened up a coffee shop and restaurant with a small team, which still operates today. From there, he came to work for Service Autopilot, bringing with him his consulting and startup experience and expertise. After spending about a year touring most of the different departments here at Service Autopilot, he landed in the training department where he applies those previously learned awesome skills on a daily basis. Chris, welcome to the Profit Roadmap. We're glad to have you here, sir. Wow. Thanks for the intro. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Well, fantastic. We just, uh, you know, you've done so much here, but I think, I think Cody and I are really got to get the biggest question out of the way. What's with you and coffee? <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. All right. So coffee is my passion um, or f- for my hobbies. It's my passion. Coffee is just awesome. You know, why, why get tea? Why get soda? Leaf water. What? Leaf water. Leaf water. Dude. Fizzy water. Who so cares? I was, in, I was in the restaurant the other day and I saw artichoke water. I kid you not. So it's just there's all these type of waters. Artichoke water. <laughs> artichoke How does that water. work? I, okay, I understand the concept. You have a glass of water and artichoke, but what am I supposed to get out? I of guess that? it's supposed to be kind of like healthy, like coconut water, but it's artichoke water. So yeah, I love coffee. I already don't like it. I uh, you know I make it every morning. You know I, I would come here and you know I, I kind of got some f- funny looks because I'd have my little scale. I would make my own cup of coffee of good coffee. I would grind my own beans. Well, from there, you know I kind of I kind of got some interest from upper management and and they 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 thought it was interesting. So they said, hey, why don't you start doing coffee like a special coffee on on Friday? brew for the office so we don't have to um, drink that other coffee that must not be named. Anyway, so we... <laughs> Let's just say it's not the best part of waking up. Right. You know, it's... It, yeah, exactly. That's, that's a perfect way of saying it. So we started doing specialty coffee. We would do single origins. Oh, it's that one. Got it. Okay, <laughs> we're fine. Cool. Bear's catching up. Yep. <laughs> so um, we... We... Um, started doing these the specialty coffees we do single origin coffees um and it was really popular and and uh, uh you know the, the the company really started liking it and so uh after a little while we struck up a relationship with a local roaster and uh, uh we were able to just bring their coffee in so we still you know we we run parallel coffees 
the the coffee that's the not best part of waking up or whatever you if said. If you're interested in toxic sludge in the morning, <laughs> exactly, we've got you covered. And then so it's it's funny because like so we've got that coffee right next to it, and then this like specialty coffee, single origin. Right now we're drinking Papua New Guinea. We grind it fresh, and uh, uh, so it's been really cool because now it's just kind of like this morale booster like everyone is really excited about what coffee are we going to drink next we've drunk papua new guinea costa rica um ethiopian it's Kenyan. really great for the guy who gets to make it all the time who's that bear that would be me oh and not you anymore <laughs> so i guess i supplanted you as the coffee maker around here so you know what i, I gotta fantastic. say i kind of like that because you kind of like because that, it yeah. was just me uh beforehand and now it's like everyone else is making it and now i should get to drink the coffee it's awesome well it is great you know you know i we we actually went a lot of people don't know this we actually went to school together at tcu we did go, go frogs. frogs and uh we didn't and, rehearse uh, that and a lot of people don't know this, but I am actually older than Chris, and uh, and we were actually in the same uh, fraternity, Christian fraternity, Brothers Under Christ, and uh, and I am actually his grand big. Yes, it that's, is. That's, that's not true. a real thing. Yes, I am. So, that's true. So yes, it's exactly what you think. It's big brother, you know, big brother kind of thing. And so I had a little brother, and my little brother was Chris's big brother, if you will, and. Uh, Anyone in a fraternity is nodding along like, yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Anyone who wasn't part of like the Greek, are they're just so confused right now. Yeah, they they totally are. But I mean, it's basically it just means that Chris was younger than me and and uh, I was supposed to be a mentor to him. I failed completely at that because or actually, you know what? I didn't actually fail at that. I'm I'm actually pretty awesome at that because he's my boss now, technically. <laughs> so I rock. There you At go. the whole, the whole big, yeah. I'm, you know what? Pat myself on the back. I'm pretty freaking awesome. I'm, yeah. Kudos to you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm great. What's that? What's that saying? The grasshopper has become the master, or what? what I'm, I'm misquoting. The student it. has become the master. Yes, yeah. Somehow, somewhere there's a grasshopper. Somehow there's there's a, gra- a grasshopper in there somewhere. The grasshopper's taking the pebble from bear's hand. Something like, that. yeah. Oh, there you go. I like that. We'll just make up our own. That is now an official Service Autopilot colloquial phrase. Can we get Service Autopilot t-shirts that say that on the back? Yes, please. I feel like you're someone I, in the position of authority. Pebbles. I think we need to do that. I sure. Yes, let's do that. Can <laughs> we get the, the grasshopper, grasshopper riding Can the grasshopper be riding a bicycle since we're just throwing random things out there? Why not? Albuquerque snorkel. See, I, I can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but the, it, next the week, spirit of it was fun when we were doing it. Next week are you having Adam Sandler on the show? Chris, you're you're kind of known around here, other than the coffee guy. You're known here as the Pareto principle guy. Yes. Now that sounds that a kind of cheese. That sounds. <clears throat> it's Italian. Yep. It's an Italian cheese. Yep. Also known as a grasshopper on a bicycle, or something else random. Something like that. Yeah. Actually, Chris, well, in your own words, well, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Pareto principle. Why are you known as that? And tell us more about that. And how can that be applied to our members and the entrepreneurs out there in the service field? Yeah. So one thing that Jonathan always uh, really talks about a lot is readers are leaders, leaders are readers, you know. Um, and, and one of the business books that I read and I just really took an affinity to was The 80-20 Principle uh, by Richard Koch. Um, and it was all about – it was just about The 80-20 Principle 
um, and how to apply it to your business and really more than that, just your everyday life. So I took, like I said, I took a real affinity to that so much so that the very first year that I worked here, um, we were just, you know, brainstorming f- uh, uh, member conference topics and I suggested the 80-20 principle. So Brian Leist um, and, you know, Jonathan and John, they really liked that idea. So I got to do a presentation over it at the member conference. And so because I did that, you know, I researched it like crazy. And then it's just one of those things where once you start to research it, you'll realize that everywhere you look, you can't help to see the 80-20 principle in every aspect of life. So, you know, it's like a golden ratio. What's that? The golden ratio is the Da Vinci posited that there was a ratio that like is what makes things that are natural appear beautiful. Oh, interesting. Uh, so it, it's supposed to be a constant that you can like reduce down. And so like people's faces when they're proportional according to this ratio, ah. it's what makes them just like everyone can look at someone and be like, Oh, that person's beautiful or Oh, that mountain is beautiful. And it's because of this ratio. Yeah. It's, okay. it's Da Vinci's theory. Okay. Why I'm sorry. Denzel Washington is actually considered the most attractive person in Hollywood is because he's actually the most proportional, you know, evenly proportioned in his face or at least, you know, and everything like that. He is a beautiful man. He is. He is. And we've talked about a talented, lot of celebrities. Very uh, more celebrities than we've ever talked about on the Profit Roadmap. Absolutely. I, and I think I think we need to introduce it more and 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 possibly just kind of egg people on to maybe try to get them to come on. If we promote people enough, I think that that's a possibility. That's true. For so for people who don't know what the eighty twenty principle is, uh, can you explain that to us in layman's terms? Actually, in Bear's terms, since in Bear's terms, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. All right. So in layman's terms, the 80-20 principle is there is going to be an imbalance with everything. Every two – so I'm, I'm going to go really technical for a second and, and then I'm going to bring it back down, okay? So, okay, so you're going to go on Cody's level and then you're going to bring it back down to Bear. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. I like this. I like the I'm going to go works. grasshopper level and then, and then well. bring it back to bears. Bring it back to the bicycle. Yeah, exactly. Snorkel Albuquerque. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so um, for every two correlating data points, somehow there's a skew. There's a skew there. Um, so a really easy way to understand it is, um, you know, we have a lot of service industries very rarely will a company only have one service. They're going to have a handful of services. Well, if you really dig down into it, 20% of those services are going to account for 80% of their revenue. And you can go there. You can go to, you can go to customers. 20% of your customers is going to make, they're, they're going to make up 80% of your revenue. So it just, it keeps going. And then you can, so if you think about it that way, you can flip it the other way. 80% of your customers will only make up 20% of your revenue. You're exactly right. Yeah. So a majority of your customers are going to make up a very small portion of your bottom line. Is that bare term? No, that's absolutely – yeah. I, yeah, I well, I totally understand it. I'm not – don't look at me like that. I'm not stupid. 80% uh, of the bears in the woods maul 20% <laughs> of bear maul victims. 20% of the bears in the woods maul 80% of the 
of yeah. Are you saying that I'm overly aggressive? I don't understand that. Now, now I'm confused. That Bruins hat. No, that absolutely, uh, that absolutely makes sense. Uh, Go Boston. Uh, That absolutely makes sense because when we, when any, and like you said, we can apply that to anything in in business and in life. You know. Um, the way that the way that we operate, you know, our own personal finances uh, and the way our own personal expenditures and everything like that. So that's that's a great way of looking at everything. So now let's 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 take that rule that you've just uh, done an excellent job of explaining on both of our levels and take it a step further here, Chris. Okay. So how can knowing this, how can this be applied to? the people who are listening to this podcast, what can they do with this to apply it to their own business now? Right. How will it, how can it affect them? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. <clears throat> I think I've said great question every time you just, you guys have just great questions. <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the things that we were chatting about beforehand was, and, and the way that the question was posed. Um, so I'm, I'm going to actually answer another question first and then, and then come back to this. The way that the question was posed is how do you how do you know if you're if you have an 80/20 business? And I think most people have heard of the 80/20 principle. Maybe they haven't really studied it um hardcore or geeked out about it like I have. But that's the thing is most people think well maybe that doesn't apply to me. So one of the things that I remember from Richard Koch's book I thought this was so, you know, uh, uh, brilliantly said is the 80-20 principle does not fit inside of your business. Business in whole fits inside of the 80-20 principle. It's one of those just natural phenomenons. So how you can apply it to your business is you, you have to figure out where can you, where can you figure out those, you know, that, that, that skew and use it to your advantage. So a real quick example, you know, customer service is so crucial. Um, and it's also really time consuming, really expensive for businesses. Well, let's say you don't roll out the proverbial red carpet for all of your customers. You only roll out the proverbial red carpet for that 20% that makes up 80% of your revenue. So now I'm not bend over backwards for them, bend over backwards, backwards. Exactly. Now we're not saying don't have good customer service all around. You know, you should just have good customer service, but you said it perfectly bend over backwards for just that 20% go above and beyond, you know, (laughs) buy them champagne monthly. I don't know. I'm just throwing out just crazy ideas. Can I, can I give an example from the world of coffee shop? Please. Oh, please do. So I used to go to opening bell coffee in uh south side on lamar in dallas every day of the week because i worked in the basement and i would come in through the back door of the coffee shop and the staff knew my name they knew my order and i was there every day so they made my coffee while i was waiting in line to pay for it and i would get handed my coffee before the people who had ordered ahead of me because that's awesome i i was there 20 percent. i was one of the people who was there every day Sometimes I drove down there on the weekends because it was just it was where I wanted to get my coffee and they treated me really well and they made sure that I kept coming back. Exactly. And and while they were doing that, you know, while you were in that 20 percent or, you know, the the golden what would you say, the golden ratio, you're the golden ratio customer. 
you know, did you even contemplate going to any other coffee shop? There wasn't any reason to. They were in the building I worked in, and they treated me really well. If yeah. they had treated me poorly, I would have found somewhere else to go. Right. There wasn't any reason to. Exactly. So you are you just became incredibly loyal by and, – and, and, you know, they couldn't do that for every single customer, but they – they saw you as a really important customer, and then they and then they did that for you. Yeah, everybody um, got great coffee, but I got particularly excellent service. Exactly, exactly. So you know, apply it that way, and you know, it, it makes it a lot more manageable. It should be a lot less stressful thinking I've got to I've got to provide you know exceptional bending over backwards customer service for instead of a hundred percent, you're only doing it for twenty percent. You're not doing it for the other eighty percent. And that works the same way with your problem clients too, right? 80% of your problems are going to come from 20% of your people. That is exactly right. So if you can identify those those clients, then, you know, you can you can do things to to mitigate the problems. Um, you know, one of the things that John, John, Jonathan talks about and, you know, Scott, another trainer here, he talks about too is um, it's kind of it's a hard concept, but you know, firing some of your clients, and so you can do things like you can raise the rate a little bit if they're going to truly cause you that much that that big of a headache. Um, you can raise the rate, and they're either going to pay it or they're going to go somewhere else. Now let's talk about this because you bring something up because that was actually one of the things that I talked about at the at the uh, member conference whenever I did the eighty twenty principle. Um, I mentioned that exactly. I, or, or, sorry, I didn't say that about the clients. I said 80% of your issues in your company are going to come from 20% of your employees. You know, if you're, if you're a little bit of a bigger company, um, let's face it, not everyone is a rock star employee. Well, if you have five employees, one of them is going to be a problem. So, one yeah, of, exactly. I mean, still, I mean, it doesn't matter how big or small you are. Well, now you're getting to exactly the point that I was trying to make. So, someone says, okay, so, um, whenever we had the Q and a session at the very end, they said, okay, so I get rid of those em- employees, those trouble employees. Now, now that now the 80, 20 principle doesn't apply and it does because we're looking at percentages. So you, you got to think of, you know, bear your, your example was perfect. You get down to just five people I'm not saying fire every single person in your company by any means, but let's say, you know, you do get down to just your five people. Well, you're still going to have one. There's always a weak link. There's always a weak link. So having, but if you can identify those weak links, um, again, don't just identify them and, and fire them. That's not what I'm saying at all, but you know, you can, you can, uh, try to correct their behaviors. Um, if you, if you, you know, put, if you listen to the company, if you listen to some of your trusted employees, you'll be able to figure out which one of your employees, other employees that you need to talk to or or try to, you know, encourage to be a better employee. And if it doesn't work out, then part ways. Yeah, well, by that, identifying – go ahead, Cody. I'm sorry. Say, that, that person may always be 80% of your problems with employees, but if the overall number of problems – goes down drastically because you've addressed some issues with this employee because you identified them as the problem, then you're still having to deal with less. They may still be percentage-wise the same percentage of the problems are created by them, but there's way less problems. Precisely. 
Yeah. So it, it, again, it can be applied to anything. But so when you identify or enable to identify the problems, whether it's the clients, whether it's your employees, whether it's the way you're operating your business, the services that you're offering, everything. Once you've identified the source of the issues, it doesn't necessarily, like you say, go away, but you have a way of correct lessening them and correcting them. And so now you become much more profitable, much more streamlined, and now your business runs much more efficiently um, all around and you're bringing in the right business. Mm-hmm. It's It can even be applied to marketing, right? I mean, Cody, you're the marketing guy. So it can even be applied to marketing. The You know, 80%... Eighty uh, percent, or eighty percent of your customers are coming in from twenty percent of your marketing strategies. Yep. So exactly. you identify the weak marketing strategies and either get rid of them or see how to correct them. Right. Right. Yeah. You see which ones are underperforming and you can improve them. But also, you know, this. You know, if I've got five marketing pieces and one is doing really, really well, then I might want to dump more money into that. Exactly. Eighty percent of my marketing money might need to go into twenty percent of my marketing materials. Because it's performing really well and I can push it out ahead and get more clients out of it. Exactly. I I mean, you said it so perfectly. And we were kind of joking around earlier about, you know, putting it into, you know, bears terms. Another really, you know, easy way to think about it. And we've all heard this. You're working smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's what the 80-20 principle boils down to if you apply it uh, correctly to your business. So you would say that the, I guess the most practical, I mean, again, to, since we're going to make me the dumb guy here, we're going to, what's a boiling <laughs> really it down get to get your paws around to, it. To, there. Yeah. <laughs> let me get my, yeah, let me get, let me sink my claws into this one. Okay. So we've got, I love it. I love we've it. got, it, to make this more practical for the, for the people listening by identify again, by identifying the, the, the problems in, in each of these areas, marketing services, employees, clients, by honing in on this does this this principle and everything, they can essentially attack every aspect of their business and potentially, I mean, not to be melodramatic, but their life and become better overall. Yep. That's exactly right. So how have you, Chris, I'm gonna put you on the spot here, how have you applied since you geek out, as you say, about this principle, <laughs> yeah. how have you applied this to any aspect of your life? Doesn't matter. I'm giving you free reign here. I'm not going to put you that much on the spot, but where have you applied it in your life where you've seen the best result? Yeah. Oh man, that's a, that is a good question. Um, so I, I can think of, I can think of a couple of examples. Um, one, I apply it here at service autopilot. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the training department with, uh, Brian Minter, Scott Howard, and we got some technical writers, um, you know, we've got, we've got a little, a little group over here and we, you know, pride ourselves on, on providing really good training, um, having, uh, applicable webinars. And one of the ways that we do it is we, we try to focus on the aspects of the system. So let's put it in, into, uh, uh Pareto terms. We focus on the 20% of the system that affects 80% of our members. So we're, we're, we're not focusing so much on the, um, the really obscure things that only one or two people use. The cool thing is, is, is that if someone does have that, if, if they need to get training on that, they can call in for a one-on-one. And so 
they still have access to training, but our webinars out there, those are really thought through the 80-20 lens. So here's another example. Um, now, it hasn't been as successful, so I'll preface with that, but my mom is a massage therapist. She owns her own business. She's a she's She's been doing it for, I don't know, 25 years. Um uh, Maybe not that long, but she's been really successful. Yeah, maybe about maybe 20, 25 years. So I sat down with her and I was chatting about, you know, being being a small business owner. Um, and we were able to pinpoint, you know, one thing that took up all like so much time is doing her own laundry and doing her own scheduling. So she's got to do a lot of things as 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 the head massage therapist. So she still does massages. She runs a business, you know, so she's got her own place. She pays rent. Um, she does her marketing. And so we were able to figure out that those 20% of the things that she has to do on a daily basis was taking up 80% of her time. So I'm really, really, really trying to convince her to hire an assistant to take care of scheduling and her own laundry. And if she does that, it's going to free up so much time. And to go back to you know what Cody was talking about, just pouring the resources into that. So if she hires that one person to do that, yeah, it might be a bigger chunk of change than she wants to pay, but she can mitigate it by doing one extra massage a week. That's it. Or something, maybe not that much. Maybe it's maybe, maybe it's too yeah, yeah yeah. But now she has the time to take up that extra appointment, that extra client, the, the five extra clients or whatever. Exactly. And all that extra time to focus on marketing and building your business, like hiring an assistant, eliminates so many of your problems. Exactly. So whenever you whenever you identify it, it's not necessarily easy to make that change, but if you are willing to work hard for a little bit and make that change your business is only going to get better. Embrace that Italian cheese. Exactly. Well, Chris, we want to thank you for your time. Yes, Chris, thank, thank you, you so guys. much for uh, for being a part of this today. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you didn't catch that in the very beginning, Chris talked about uh, one of his many wonderful talks at uh, the annual conference. Don't forget the annual member conference is this November. True. S4 next. S4 next, November 9th through the 11th. You can actually get more information by giving us a call, and we actually have a dedicated line for conference uh, inquiries and other questions. And, of course, you can always go to serviceautopilot.com slash conference. And that phone number is 972-728-4040. Is that a question or are you making a <laughs> statement? I wanted it to be a statement, but I wasn't entirely sure. 972 is the number. Thank you, Mr. Owen. So Have I, more confidence next time. I so. do. I do. Just want to say the conference this year is going to be so awesome because you're going to be talking again, right? Well, of course, and I'm going to have the best talk now. Um, there's just going to be so much application. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to talk about the eighty twenty principle on stage, but you know, if anyone who listens to the podcast and you attend the conference, please find me. I love either talking about coffee. Or the Pareto principle, the eighty twenty principle. I would love to chat about it. So, you know, please come find me at the conference. I'll be You're there. gonna have a t shirt that says eighty twenty, aren't you? Please. So please now now we've got to create two T shirts. Two T shirts, a grasshopper and a bicycle with a pebble. 
and then the somehow somehow like maybe like the Pareto principle is an Italian cheese or something like that. I, Absolutely. I'm I'm digging it. It's going to happen. 57 days, 9 hours, 9 minutes and 44 seconds as of right this moment. www.serviceautopilot.com backslash conference 972-728-4040 and hit the conference option. Thank you again, Chris. We really appreciate it. Chris Volpe, training manager. As always, it's been a great time. Nicholas Cage, Adam Sandler, Albuquerque Snorkel, <laughs> rock on. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming, Chris. Guys, this has been the Profit Roadmap. Thanks for listening. Thanks for lending an ear. We'll be back next week. The music in this episode of the Profit Roadmap was Riptide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff. Incompetech.com.